0: around a bottle, a very intricate and artistic bottle. Anything you wished while it was in your possession came true. But you had to sell the bottle to someone else in a fortnight for less than you paid for it. If you didn't, you'd go stark, staring mad. Hello, creeps. This is Peter Laurie opening the doors of the mystery playhouse. Yes, tonight's bedtime story is about a bottle, an empty bottle. Well, not quite empty. Maybe, but you'll see what I mean in a minute. Let's just say for now that this is no ordinary bottle. And I think you'll be interested to hear about it. I really do. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote this story many, many years ago. But it's been modernized and the scene changed from Hawaii to New York City. So get yourself set for something different in a way of a mystery. Listen now to the fascinating tale of The Bottle Imp. All I did was buy the
1: bottle for one cent. Now I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. See him, see him in the bottle laughing at me. See him? See him there jumping up and down and laughing. You can't get away from him. You can't get away from him. My <laughs> All I did was buy the bottle for one cent, and now I can't get rid of it. Come, gentlemen. I can't Let get me close rid- the door.
0: I can't
1: get
2: rid of it. Well, as you can see, gentlemen, my my wife is mad. Mr. Wilder? In my entire career as a psychiatrist, I've never heard anything so strange. Your wife is absolutely convinced there is an imp in that bottle. I told you it was an unusual case, Dr. Jenkins. That's why I asked your assistance. I'm inclined to think it's paranoia, delusions, but... Well, that uh... was my original diagnosis, Dr. Jenkins, but now I'm thinking of schizophrenia, projection of personality. No, 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 it's neither of those things. It's the bottle. I wish I had never said eyes on it. Come, come, Mr. Wilder. You're not beginning to think the bottle inhabited by a creature... I don't... I don't know what I think. Ever since that bottle came into this house, nothing has been the same. Gentlemen, perhaps I should tell you that I've always feared that I myself would go mad. It's, it's in the blood. My grandfather... Mr. Wilder, that would have no bearing on your wife's mental condition. And as for this bottle, why, there's absolutely no scientific evidence. If you're going to take that attitude, what's the use of talking to you at all? Uh, Dr. Erickson, I suggest we let Mr. Wilder tell us what he wants to in his own way. Science or no science, there's something diabolical about that bottle. It was strange just the way it came into my possession. It all started about four weeks ago. It, it was late when I left the office. And it just started to rain, so I darted into a doorway while I looked for a can. All of a sudden, I was conscious of my surroundings. There was a curio shop in that doorway. Though I'll swear that there had never been one there before. It was our anniversary, and I thought I'd buy something to celebrate the occasion. I want something for a woman, uh, not too expensive. Uh, May I suggest this bottle here on the shelf? Well, that's very nice, but I can't afford anything like that. Oh, you'd be surprised at how inexpensive it is, sir. And notice its fine line, the exquisite gold lacing, the twisted glass here around the neck. A master glassblower made that piece. Well, it's very nice, but perhaps something else would be more... I'm sorry, sir. The bottle is the only piece we have for sale. Wait. This big store, all this stock... And... Oh, I admit it's queer, sir, and I don't blame you for being surprised. I was engaged to set up this shop, fill it with curios, and then offer this bottle as our
0: sole item of
2: merchandise. <laughs> I've never heard of it. anything so eccentric. Hey, let me see that bottle again. Yes, sir. Well, I'm not an expert, but I can see this bottle is worth a lot of money. Maybe a thousand dollars. Oh, that's the oddest part. You can buy it for three cents. Three cents? Is this some kind of a joke? If I hadn't been offered a lot of money, I I wouldn't be working here. You'll think I'm a little mad now, sir, but... I can't sell you the bottle without explaining certain things. (laughs) All right, go ahead, explain. First, it is said there's an imp in the bottle, and the person who possesses the bottle can have... All the things he wishes for. (laughs) Aladdin's lamp. Now I know it's a joke. As you will, sir. Second, whoever possesses the bottle soon begins to go mad. If he doesn't get rid of it within a fortnight, he becomes completely and eternally mad. Well, the, the whole thing's clear now. Some rich eccentric is having a bit of fun. I hope it's something like that. Third... Whoever buys the bottle can only get rid of it by reselling it for less than he paid for it. Well, I'm not gullible if somebody thinks he can offer a beautiful, expensive bottle for sale at three cents, hang a lot of superstitious ideas on it, and have fun watching someone shy away. Well, he's mistaken in my case. I'm not superstitious. I'll buy that bottle. Here you are. Here's the three cents.
1: Lovely antique, darling. The very nicest we've ever had. And I think that legend is perfectly fascinating.
2: (laughs) Especially that part about the owner of the bottle getting anything he wishes for. Oh, I wish I had (laughs) $20,000. I'll get it, darling. Hello? Oh, hello, Jameson. What's that? My my uncle is dead. When? How did it happen? Accident, huh? And I always thought he'd go up with heart failure. What? He. He left me $20,000? Huh? Oh, sure, sure, Rod. Sure, I'm glad to, to get the money. Okay. Call me tomorrow. Is
1: something wrong, dear?
2: I don't know. Susan, if you don't mind, let's. Not go out to dinner. I'd, I'd just like to sit around and look at that bottle. Do you
1: have
2: to listen to the radio all
1: the time? Darling, I'm sorry. Does it disturb you? Is it too loud?
2: Loud as soft to get to my nerves. Now, please turn it off.
1: Very well, dear. Robert, are you upset about something? Of course not, I'm silly. But you are. It's that bottle, isn't it?
2: All right, so it is.
1: Enough to upset anyone. Darling, you're not going to start all that about the silly legend again, are you? Silly? How do you know it's
2: silly? How can you explain what's happened to us the last seven days, the $20,000, the other things? Don't you realize that every time I've made a wish, it's come true? Coincidence,
1: dear.
2: But what if it isn't coincidence? What if the legend is true? What if all of the legend is true? What if I go... Robert! Well, you know, it's in the blood. could happen. My
1: grandfather... You promised we'd never talk about it. What good will not talking about it do? Oh, no. What? It's just the doorbell, dear. I'll get it. Whoever it is, I don't want to see him. All right, dear.
2: assistant He to... has his nerve. Who is he, dear? You crooked lawyer who's been pestering me for weeks. Tell him to get out before I throw him out.
1: Oh, are you going to
2: throw out? You? How dare you walk in here? Well, you won't see me in your office, so I came here. My business with you is important. And you haven't any business with me. You never have had and you never will have. You're a shite, lawyer, and a petty crook. Now, look here, Mr. Wilder. You can't talk to me
1: like that. I'll sue you for defamation of character. I'll sue you. You understand? Well, answer me.
2: Oh, I... I wish you'd fall down dead.
1: Don't be sarcastic. Don't, (gasps) Mr. Ellis, Mr. Ellis, Robert, what's the matter with him?
2: I I don't know. Here, help me with Ted. Mr. Ellis, Mr. Ellis, oh my God, he's dead. Susan,
0: he's.
1: think you should stop drinking. The coroner said Mr. Ellis died of heart failure. Oh, I know what's in your mind, that thoughtful. You think it had something to do with Mr. Ellis' death. Don't you see it's just coincidence and all this about beginning to go mad its superstitious nonsense. Robert, are you going to talk to me? Three more days. Oh, darling, please.
2: And three more days, the fortnight ends. And I shall be completely... eternally
1: mad, Robert, why don't you take that bottle out and leave it someplace? Get rid of it.
2: No. According to the legend, the only way I can get rid of it is by selling it for less than I'd pay for it. Then sell it if you insist. If I started to peddle that bottle around, telling about the legend and offering it for two cents, then people would know I'd say, no, I can't do it.
1: Then just take it out and get rid of it. Please, Robert, for my sake, if not for your own...
2: I'll try it. But remember, if in some magical manner it comes back to me, then you'll know that the legend is true. And if it is true, I won't be back.
1: Won't be back? Oh, Robert, don't talk like that, darling. I don't want you to go at all. Stay here. No, I'm going now, Susan.
2: Let me have that bottle.
1: Robert, no, I don't want you to leave. Susan, let go of Robert. I have to do it. Don't you understand? I have to do it. Robert, please don't go. Robert. <laughs>
2: I was almost out of my mind when I left the house with the bottle. I felt that unless I got rid of it, the legend about the bottle was true, and I'd soon go mad. I walked down a dark street and stuffed the bottle deep into an ash barrel. Then, relieved, yet pretty shaky, I I called a cab and asked him to drive me to the nearest place I could get a drink. Here you are, sir. Well, how much do I owe you? A dollar and a half. Okay. Here you are. Keep the change. Thanks. Hey. Hey, Feller. Yes? You left something in the cab. Oh? What is it? I I guess it's a bottle. What? How could it have got there? I put it in... Search me. Filler, I I guess you had it with you when you got in the cab. Look, drive here. Here's $5. What? Drive to the Brooklyn Bridge, then Mm -hmm. take that bottle and throw it in the river. Do you understand? I don't understand, but for 5 bucks I don't have to. Leave it to me, Mr. I'll get rid of that bottle for you.
1: Uh, will there be anything else, Mister?
2: No, just just the cigarette. Okay. Here's
1: your change, Mister.
2: Keep it. Something swell has just happened to me. Good night. Uh,
1: Mister. Hi, hey, Mister. Yeah. What is it? Hey, you
2: forgot something on the counter here. I forgot something. What are you talking about? No. No, it can't be. This bottle, mister. Where'd you get that? The cab driver gave it to you, didn't he?
0: Cab driver? What are you talking about? No cab driver gave
2: me nothing. That's a lie. Hey, now, look. Take it easy, mister. Give me that bottle. This time I'll get rid of it once and for all. Hey, what's the idea? Where do you think you are in some jive... Mashing things around like that. You look... hey, come on
1: back
2: here. Robert, is that you?
1: Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, darling, are you all right? I thought you'd never get back.
2: Sure. everything Everything's all right now. And the bottle? We'll, we'll never see it again. I got rid of it. I got rid of it.
1: Robert, what is it?
2: Don't don't get upset, dear. It's just that I feel so swell. Oh, darling. I guess, I guess I gave you a devil of a time. And... It all seems so silly now. Come on. Let's forget about it and have a drink. Let's celebrate.
1: Good. And let's not talk about it anymore. Let's have that drink.
2: I'll make it. No, no, nothing too. And you sit down and be comfortable. Let, let me do it. I hope there's some of that... What's the matter? I don't know. The lock to the liquor cabinet seems to be jammed to something. Oh, now I got it. It's all right, dear. I... Well, what do you have, dear? Scotch? Oh, my Lord.
1: Robert, what is it?
2: Look. There in the cabinet.
1: That bottle. It's come back. Get come... down!
2: Something seriously wrong with your husband, Mrs. Wilder? Merely nerves. I recommend a complete rest.
1: Dr. Benson, do you think he should be removed to a hospital? Oh,
2: definitely not. He can rest in his own room. In fact, there's no reason why he should even stay in bed as long as he relaxes and doesn't excite himself.
1: I should like to talk to him. Do you think it would disturb him? Not
2: at all. Go ahead, Mrs. Wilder.
1: Thank you. I won't be a moment. Robert, the doctor says you're going to be all right.
2: He doesn't know.
1: It's no use. Robert, I can't stand for this. Even though I don't believe in this foolish legend, I can see what it's done to you.
2: But you must believe it. You saw how the bottle came back after I tried to get rid of
1: it. Now, Robert, it must have been in the liquor cabinet all the time. You were so excited when you rushed out of here, I didn't even think you had it with you. You're just deluding yourself. No, Susan. In any event, I'm going to put an end to all this. I'm going to take that bottle and sell it. And sell it for less than you paid for it. For two cents. Then, darling, if I do, will you be satisfied in your own mind that nothing's going to happen to you?
2: Yes, Susan. If you can sell the bottle, then I'll be all right. I know I will. Champagne, darling. Champagne. We're going to have a party. And if anyone comes to the door, we won't answer <laughs> Don't you think you're overdoing it a bit? On the contrary. I felt wonderful all day. Ever since you told me that you sold the bottle to Mr. Jameson.
1: All right, Robert. A toast. A toast. I drink to the ruination of all imps, be they in bottles or otherwise. Darling, you're not listening.
2: Susan, there's, there's just one thing that bothers me. How did you ever get Jameson to buy the bottles? He's such a, a superstitious old guy.
1: Well, to tell you the truth, he was pretty difficult. He said he'd take it temporarily to help us out. But he made me promise I'd find someone else to buy it from him. What?
2: No one will buy it for a penny. Who, who, Whoever did, it'd be stuck
1: with it. Robert, you have plenty of friends. Who'd do anything to help you get over this ridiculous delusion. Friends? Who? What, what friends? Never mind. Now, for the last time, Robert, Mr. Jameson did buy the bottle from you, and I have arranged to have someone else buy it from Jameson. You have? Yes, I have, and that's all you need Now, know. Now, is this a celebration or isn't it?
2: Oh, darling, I'm sorry. You certainly have some fun coming to you.
1: I won't say any more about it, I promise you. That's better. Now, let's drink this champagne before it gets flat.
2: Oh, someone would come at a time like this. Don't answer.
1: Well, i better. Oh, not Susan, I I, thought... I think it's something I ordered from the store, dear. I'll be right back. This is Robert Wilder. Yes. I got a package here for you. Don't know what's in it, but it's marked fragile. Must be glass. Well, that's quite all right. I know what it is. Thank you. Oh, lady, just one more thing. Yes? This uh, sounds kind of screwy, but says on here COD one penny. That's right. COD one penny.
2: you know now. And if something isn't done within two days, the fortnight expires and she'll be beyond hope. So you can say what you like of paranoia, schizophrenia, use all the scientific terminology that you want. I know that my wife went mad because of the bottle imp. However, I, I hardly expect famous psychiatrists like yourselves to, to believe that. As I told you, Dr. Jenkins, it's a most unusual case. I was unaware of these facts, however, when I asked you to consult with me. I understand, Doctor. First, Mr. Wilder believes the bottle is inhabited by a genie, a creature. Then, through association and suggestion, his wife is led to believe the same thing. The bottle comes to her and she believes she is mad. Her malady has all the earmarks of auto... auto-suggestion. Yes, I, I... believe that's what it is. Well, yes, yes, as in self-hypnosis. A perfect analysis, Dr. Jenkins. I wish I could believe something like that. Mr. Wilder, I think I have a cure for your wife. You mean it? Do you really think you can help Susan? I believe so. If she is able to sell the bottle within the fortnight to someone else, it might cure her, or at least compel her to believe she was cured. just yes, yes, that's the legend, but how could she sell the bottle? She paid one cent for it. There, there is no smaller monetary denomination. No, not in American money. Dr. Erickson, do you still have that English halfpenny, that uh, luck charm of yours? Halfpenny? I think I see what you have in mind, Dr. Jenkins. Well, yes, I still have it. Here. Oh, thank you. If the woman deludes herself that she can only be cured by selling the bottle, then I'll humor her and buy it. Excellent, Dr. Jenkins. Mr. Wilder, I think we can promise to have your wife well again in a few weeks. Or in a few days, for that matter. And now, Mr. Wilder, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to your wife and try my experiment. Just a moment, Doctor. I don't quite understand you. You mean that you're going to buy the bottle? yes. For a half penny. But you know you'll never be able to sell it again. Sell it? Well, you let me take care of that problem, Mr. Wilder. Come along, Dr. A. Doctor, wait. Don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? If you buy that bottle, then you'll become mad. Well, I'll take my chance on that. Good night, Mr. Wilder. Dr. Jenkins. Dr. Jenkins. So he doesn't believe me. Well, I warned him. I want him, and Dr. Jenkins, what about Dr. Jenkins? Did he go mad? Well, now, what do you think?
0: do you think of that, huh? Do you think it's possible that, that there was something in that bottle? Oh, there couldn't be, could there? Still, I'd like to know how that doctor comes out, wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, that was tonight's Mystery Playhouse performance, The Bottle Limb, by Robert Louis Stevenson. See, we'd better hurry down to the green room, or we'll be late for the preview of our next mystery. This is Peter Lawrence, closing the doors to Mystery Playhouse. Good night, sweet plant.